Yeah. Sean and Cass. Very eight podcast. Back. Killing it. 2020. Back in action. Back at it again. The little last whispers of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best year of our life. Truthfully, yes. Yeah. Truthfully, yes. Because, like, I, I don't plan on having my life get lives get worse. <laughs> I'm no. gonna roll with my hand. No, yeah, I'm not buying into this uh, this collective victimhood. I think we were given an opportunity this year, and uh, yeah, we took it. Yesterday, I was in my collective victimhood. I was like, "They're fucking us. We're getting left behind." I was so pissed. It's true, and it's so true. It's true, and there's so that story. But I'm like, all right, let me just get on like the parallel reality where I'm like, yes, that's all true, but that's not necessarily what I'm going to focus on. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, it, you know, it, it's it's not what I want to focus on, but it's good to know about. Yeah, you know, totally. It, it, and it has to do with where you point your faith. And we've completely, you and I lost faith in, in our government here, probably before we even got together. Mm-hmm. But you get these little reminders every now and then, like, help ain't on the way. Totally. And there's something good about that. But like, I, I personally think we can create systems and uh, feed our systems to have like, collective support where we look out for the least of us, those who need the most help, not the, mm-hmm. not the most, not the ones that need the least help. That's the, what's so crazy. It, it, yeah, I mean, they they are sitting there arguing over whether they're going to give us $600 or $1,200. And they don't even, no one even questions that, uh, you know, Pentagon's budget went up $200 billion. No one even questions that there was bailouts for uh, for huge corporations built into all of this, that, you know, tax breaks for huge corporations are built into all this. They're not going to help out the people. They want us on the edge of precarity. That's that's where the powers that be, the elites in this country, want the people. And so they're going to keep pushing us to the edge and pushing us to the edge. But ultimately, I think the joke's going to be on them because we're going to find a better way to live in the meantime. And we're going to point our faith towards each other and community and not the federal fucking government, which is a fucking imperialist empire. And that's what it's all about. It's all about business and it's all about money. We were just talking before about uh, George Carlin has a special called Life is Worth Losing. <laughs> I fucking love that. Life is worth losing. That kind of life, the American dream, it is worth losing. It's worth not investing in to begin with yeah right there's no coincidence that people have these like midlife crisis like it's like this popular or yeah. like very common thing is like you have a midlife crisis and i think that a lot of times it's like oh you get this fancy car and it kind of has this like uh ridiculous idea around it but i think that it's more of like i would think kind of just like wait what is important to me mm-hmm. you know all the mid- midlife crises. is uh, the stereotypical one that we're thinking of is someone that's been in their career. <clears throat> they're my age, 40, maybe 40 plus, And uh, they're uh, having a, a fucking moment of clarity mm-hmm. the way an alcoholic does. But they're but th- they're applying that to work, their life. What the fuck do I mean? I've been I've been in a fucking uh, I've been in a hamster wheel my whole life or a loveless marriage. Whatever. That's part of the hamster wheel. Right. That's part of it. So, yeah. you know, they, they have this moment of, of realization. And, of course, what's the American solution for that? 
buy shit, buy or, more shit, or medicate pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah, totally. Well, that that's that's always part of the thing. But you know, your midlife, your classic midlife crisis is like, you know, yeah, go get a nice car, do something nice for yourself, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. When really, it's much deeper than that. It's much more fucking soul crushing than oh, I just need a nice car to fucking show off. So yeah, the midlife crisis is. I should be coming up on. Uh, Maybe I've had a few midlife like crises. You've had a few. <laughs> you had a crisis in your twenties. I'm sure your thirties. Yeah, God, of course. I'm sure of we're course. set up for a couple in your forties and fifties. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I don't spend much time in crisis. Yeah. No, no. You just. I mean, everyone needs a little crisis sometimes. Yeah. Like I, my crisis was yesterday. I was like, talked to the woman who does our taxes, and I was like talking about all this shit and i was like oh my god you know you just like kind of fall under the weight of it all for a second yeah we're fucked we're (laughs) fucked you know in in all the in all the like the traditional metrics by which people judge things is like we're fucked and we're getting fucked yeah that's that's the part that i can't i'm having a hard time reckoning with is like we're actively like someone's like bending us over and Mm -hmm. like giving to it to us from behind Mm -hmm. and like I just like that's the part that I'm like, oh, I just want to like fight and rage and yeah, and do something about it. Yeah, it's and it feels like our hands are tied in a lot of ways because when you're on the edge of precarity like this, you have to fight for your survival. You're not going to fight against your oppressor. You're not going to do that. You're going to yeah. fight for your survival exactly. first and foremost. Exactly. And th- that's what sucks is like there's a lot of people out there getting super crafty about how they're going to survive right now but we're all doing it in these like individualistic ways and i think that there's a way to combine energies and we've talked shit about it before like we don't we like just just saying like we don't need to overthrow the government we can overgrow it we can start uh treating each other better we can start uh shoring up our community and making sure everyone's looked after you know we have a friend right now who we've taken in we want to help homeless people and it's like one of our friends is homeless so we take them in and instead of talking trash about that instead of being like oh what organization should i give money to or should i go you know pack backpacks and like all that stuff's great but if you know a homeless person and you fancy yourself the type of person who's against homelessness be against homelessness do it and 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 it's hard it's hard yeah no i mean it it definitely is and it's one of those things that you just kind of have this moment where you're like fuck like i just i there's only so much that two people in a one bedroom can do and only so so long that we can all coexist in a way that's healthy for everyone involved and not making a situation worse so it's like it kind of just you want you realize that you need to build the life you want to see like i Mm want to be like yo there's this cool community here you can go live there for like while you get your um shit together and like oh you can hang out here this is where you can grow and and thrive and learn new skills and it just there's so much that i'm like where is it where are these people where is this happening and i'm like i could either look for it partly but also be like okay how do we create that how do you go towards small steps and i I think it's easy to like want to jump to like the end game of like we need property we need this but like i think it's starting with like okay let's figure out who our people are you know we do need property but it's it's inside yeah we need to the the thing that two people like us can do uh, who who are 
we've decided, sure, capitalism, the American way of life is worth losing. The thing we can do is be courageous and take chances um, on trying things that expand our heart and clear the real estate in our soul that we need to hold space. Because that's all we're doing right now. We're just holding down a vibe that we think is cool. We want more people to join in on. We want more people to give their variation of. But the root values of that vibe is uh, how could it be a good vibe if, if we know our friend's homeless? How could it be a good vibe if we know uh, that our friend is starving or that our, our friend uh, you know, is, is losing their family? You know, these are, these are things that we, we can step up because we've cleared the real estate in our heart. Totally. And it's like one of these things of recognizing that part of the reason I can take the leaps that we're talking about is because I have the safety net and how important a safety net is for people. And kind of like one of the things that we've come to understand is that the majority of people who are homeless, it's because of catastrophic loss of family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these circumstances outside of themselves, like having some place where you can fucking collect your stuff and save a little money or whatever is like what allows people to get back on their feet. But when we are making it kind of like where everyone's screwed and Mm -hmm. you're you're out for yourself. And then when you do get a job, you're getting a minimum wage job that doesn't even help you pay rent. It's like, and then you you're working however many hours so you can't be creative about your own life. I just like, it can get really fucking depressing, Mm -hmm. but then you just kind of like, okay, I see that. That is, I'm not trying to deny that. Now, what do we do about it? What do you energetically, where do we go towards? I think that's the kind of question that like, not only us, like everyone's asking themselves right now. I I pray for patience and I pray for compassion. I I pray for open heartedness moving forward and bringing our love online. And, uh, being more conscientious of the energy that I bring into a room and how I fill a room. Because mm. I want to be there. I want to be there for people. And uh, I think that requires a lot of patience. And I'm, you know what? I'm fucking proud of myself. Mm. Yeah, for the amount of patience that I've shown. I'm proud of you. You're a fucking angel. But for the amount of patience that I've been able to show through this really weird time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny how life, um, it really does feel like, like there is, you know, there's this point where I'm, you know, I'm in our apartment and I'm like, wow, like, you know, there was a time where we didn't, our case didn't have all these stickers and we didn't have all these records and, you know, there wasn't all this art on the walls and it just kind of felt like, oh, I just so badly wanted to be someone who had, like, I just envied those people who had the had lived the life and then had the reflection of that life in their possessions you know not necessarily material possessions of like expensive stuff but like as simple as like oh i painted toenail polish on this and like the little things that the decoration of time that a lot of some people do with tattoos or whatever that's a, a like kind of a detour to say that i'm seeing this work and i'm probably all a lot older just decently older than some people watching this um And to say, like, I feel the shift of energy of happening from, like, there's this earlier part of your life where you focus on you and you're like, I got to figure out who I am, how I relate to the world, what's going on, healing my body, healing my soul, healing my spirit, healing my inner child, healing traumas that you've gone through, healing your relationship to money, healing your, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and that work never stops. 
And then there's like, you do that work and like simultaneously you start doing the work with your partner, or, uh, your immediate family, and you see what happens where like, oh, my relationship with my mom like goes this and then up and your parents and yeah. you and me, just like all the work we've done together and like seeing the advancements that there is like kind of like, like the art, there is a, there are pivotal moments where you're like, yo, we're still going to fight and have dips, but there is, you do get to bear the fruits of doing that work. Mm-hmm. And when you do the bearer of the fruits of doing that work, then you find out, oh, now my work's with our friend or the community or spreading this vibe bigger than myself. You know, mm. it's like every everything you do, it like leads to something else and the work doesn't stop, but the nature of the work is changing. And I feel like that's kind of been my, that's the clarity I have right now is that it's coming. It's like, okay, I'm like reaching outer levels mm. of the game. Is it, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? It it makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I think of it as being like, like not above it, but like just in, in more awareness, mm. like what you're talking about. Just seems like a, like a deeper form of awareness. There, there's more light in you, so there's more. You, you can see more light in the world. You you can see things for, for not through your lens of fear. You know, and that crazy fucked up prism of self-doubt. But to see things for a little bit more for what they are and less invested in outcomes, less attached. Right. Yeah, I think that's like, that's work we try to do. And that's stuff that it it doesn't start paying off for a long time. There's there's no way to hit fast forward on that work. So it's, you know, however many years deep we think we are in our spiritual journey, these are things that are going to start coming up. You're going to start noticing some of your cities, your powers, your magic. Yeah. And that's one of them is to, to feel less invested in the dramas, totally. but bear witness a little bit more. And that's, that's where your patience comes online and your compassion and all that stuff. Yeah. It allows you to have more to offer. And I, I think that's like, I was thinking this morning, I was like, I'm really getting tested on this superpower, but having a superpower of being able to bounce back from like going to the depths of like on the floor fucking punching something to like <laughs> all right cool like i did that now let's have a good time you yeah know? totally yeah um yeah it's uh and it's also just what i'm what i found and this journey you know however 32 years deep um i'm still feel at the beginning of it but what i found is that the things that hurt me the most and are when i withhold love you know yeah. Like, that's when I feel the most tension in my heart arise is when I'm like, okay, no, you can't stay here. No, you, you, like, this is too much. No, I like, or like, you know, you love someone, but they kind of pissed you off. So you don't want to tell them and give them the satisfaction of like knowing that you love them so much or you love someone and they don't reciprocate. And you're like, "Mm, well, you're not a place where you can reciprocate. So I'm not going to tell you how much I love you because I don't want to like put myself out there. Yeah. And kind of getting to a place of like, I'd rather do the thing that's embarrassing or say, I love you even if it's not reciprocated or the person's not able to express it in return. Because if I don't say I love you and I kink the hose, yeah. If I kink the hose, it hurts <clears throat> me more than it hurts anyone else. I mean, maybe it hurts. It, it hurts. It, it it hurts the whole vibe. Yeah. 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 It it hurts the whole vibe. I mean, I, I th- to me that's the goal. I mean, like, look, we got to do it because our heart is such a tender thing. But you don't want to put governors 
on on your love. Right. You don't want to do that. You don't want to create a fucking a government around your heart and who deserves what and when and how. And I'm like if they only learn that lesson, then I can show them my love. But I need them to learn that lesson in order to get my love because then they will never learn if they yeah. don't do what I need them to do in order to win my love. It's like that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's emotional manipulation. It's, everyone does it. Everyone does it. We I know, and I, I plan ourselves. on doing it for the rest of my life, but I try to. <laughs> I plan on also being more aware of it. You know. Yeah. No. Totally. That's that's kind of the fun slash depressing part is when you're aware of the patterns in your patterns and your yeah. bullshit, and you see them start playing out again. But you're slightly above it, but it's still playing out. So it's bittersweet. It. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. I'm having a motherfucking ego flare up right now, and I can't not say this dickhead thing. Oh, yeah. You kind of just want to hear how it sounds. But yeah, but it's like you're a little bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I'm it's like I'm watching Sean, you know, it's it's like I'm not like embodying those feelings as much. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it does, because it makes sense. And everything that we've come to know is like you're not your thoughts. You're not your personality. You're not your ego flare up like it's things that you do and things that waters you. You ride this wild. Yeah. You ride the wild of your flare ups. I ride the wild of my flare ups of our feelings of unworthiness, of sickness, of fear. You're like it happens. But like the the more, I guess, porous or that you become or the more like it can just like flow through yeah you know and you Mm -hmm. just like can come back to the stuff that you know helps support your mind body soul and spirit Mm. you know love loving people loving yourself uh knowing that you know all you have is the moment so you might as well land in a place of feeling safe and comfortable and assuring yourself and affirming your divine nature you know Mm. and connection yeah, it's worth doing. It's like the escape hatch of all escape hatches. I was doing it last night in bed. I was like, woke up in the middle of the night, fucking freaking out about a million things. And I'm like, oh, everything is on the infinity of life. All is perfect, whole and complete. I am safe. And I just said that over and over and over and over again. And you can do it for yourself. And sometimes you just like want to do it for someone else. Yeah. And like hold their hand and be like, it's you're safe. And you can do that so much, so much. But there's a point at which like... It feels like they have to hold that fire for themselves. Absolutely. And if you're going to try to spread that fire, you better have it. Right. You know, you, you can't transmute what you do not possess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you got that fire. You have that light. Oh, I stoke it. I'm like, fucking, you're a fucking, this is good. We're good. We're good. It's cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got that PMA. Yeah, the positive mental attitude. Hell yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Right. Yeah, and, and it's a, and it's a real practice. Mm. It's a real practice. Every day. Yeah, it's about um, having a better relationship with yourself by uh, telling a better story. Just telling a better story about who you are and what you're all about. Our and stories are very powerful. Yeah. And yeah. that's all we are. We're amalgamation of this story, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're in a bad mood, you tell a shittier story. When you're in a good mood, you tell a better story, you yeah. know? The stories, believe it or not, are more powerful than anything. Mm. Even any chemical we've come across. Right. Because just just think about how quickly you could come back to those stories. How they can be fucking decimated by acid or mushrooms or toad or ayahuasca. And it's still fucking finds a way 
I know. You know, you still make the choice to return to that narrative. That's what got you where you were. But I think what we're trying to do and what we're trying to talk about is um, being conscientious of that story you're telling and not always reverting back to the comfortable, easy story that you've been telling yourself for all this time. Yeah. But tell a better one. And it can even be like, like for me, I've done the dance of like, I'm sick. Something's wrong with me. Like I need to fix something. I need to, I need to learn what's wrong with me so I can fix it so I can be better. And so I can be whole and complete. And it's like, it's brutal. It's it's a brutal thing to, uh, to bear witness to. Yeah. Because the truth is I only started to get better when I like could affirm that like my body was healing. And if I like got out of my brain a little bit, I allowed my body to do the work that it naturally wants to do. Like we are such miraculous beings. We're healers. That we can just like a cut, we get cut and it heals on its own. We're not thinking about the cut healing. It just happens. And that's kind of like, if you let your body heal on yeah. its own and trust it and, and affirm that it's f- possible. I broke every fucking bone in my foot over quarantine. I didn't do anything about it. I just stayed off of it for a little bit and it fucking healed. <laughs> like that's crazy. That's a fractal though. Yeah. That's a fractal for sure. Yeah. If our bodies are doing that, we're collectively doing that and we're yearning for it. We're so desperately yearning for it right now. That healing because we want to harmonize. We want to be in community. We want to share with each other. We don't want to be so individuated in our little pods, our little bubbles. Like these are becoming things that we're so used to now. Mm-hmm. Who's your bubble? Who's in your bubble? Like, what the fuck? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, no, it's it's hard for us because we, we are lovers, so we love to hang out. And uh, yeah. luckily, knock on wood, we've uh, also hung out with other people who are safe, and it's yeah. been cool. Well, I mean, we started this year talking on this podcast about how kind of we were overwhelmed by the amount of um, people, out. friends, hanging out, space holding, you know, all this stuff that we were doing. It just felt like, like a lot, like a, a, a tidal wave. We're like, let's make our apartment a church. And then we're like, wait, are we allowed to be a church and close our doors? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, yeah, it just, it it, it was like a, it was like a wave we weren't ready to surf when it first came in. It was like, or surf. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. I don't even know what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then it's like, our prayer was like, okay, we just need like to bring it home and re, re, like reground ourselves. And man, fucking covid came and throw us like oh you think you you think you're overwhelmed try seeing no one (laughs) yeah try having not a choice about whether or not you get to hang out with your friends and then you just have this like a great appreciation for like all the love and community and all the friends that we had and that we like at least went going into this we had like done it up you know oh my god we were totally like ready for for some isolation it was good for us (laughs) it was really good for us but it's funny because the way that this year went down of, of all years for like us to have more friends than ever and like more loving connections and care more about people. I wouldn't have thought that 2020 would be that year just given the circumstances. No. And it reaffirms that like you got to carve your own path in this life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you have to take your situation and be like, all right, I'm going to carve my own path. And yeah. I think a lot, a lot of the people we know ourselves, I think that we try to talk about, Right. How are we going to carve our own path? How are we going to figure out how to sustain ourselves emotionally, physically, spiritually, all these things yeah. outside of the paradigm of, you know, our capitalist consumer culture? Yeah. 
and 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 not being a, a little bitch about it. I could think back to versions of us probably like eight years ago where we're sitting around like, oh, I wish we had more friends. Like being little brats, being a little fucking little bitch about like, oh, why aren't we friends with a bunch of people and this and that. Like it's like we had all of like the fame and connections that we could possibly want through the films, but it wasn't community. Mm-hmm. It was it was a, definitely a poor excuse for community. I didn't feel super connected with anyone because that's an industry. It's not a community. And even when you yeah. meet meet like minded folks in there, they you can't help it, and they can't help it. It's like you're they're your you're, competition. You're mining each other for like, how'd you do this? What'd you do? Yeah. Who totally. did you talk to? Who's your agent? What about you know? Yeah, yeah. You, how many hangouts did we used to have like that? Like, well, where you, you know? hang out with someone, they ask you every question about your film, and then they like do kind of like a rip off of it. Yeah. But I guess that's like, I guess there's part of it that it's like supportive and you support each other and let each other know. But there's also, I think the craving for like, look, we're just all making art. Like this isn't about getting commercial work or getting yeah. represented or, you know. Well, we used to hold space really well in that. And then we just fucking completely came untethered from, from that industry and started like slowly but surely taking the onus on ourselves to build community to make more friends that's why we started this podcast like just a reason to uh to connect with people and make friends and put something out that's not a film yeah we're like six years deep with this podcast six years deep that's pretty crazy and i think (laughs) while it's not something that we it's monetarily beneficial i mean unless you count like our modest patreon we started earlier this fall um, <laughs> and the free hi-fi system that dave ellis dropped off here totally and the records that jesse sent i mean come on no i'm abundance no i i'm saying the podcast pays back itself in spades just by like the people we've come to know the community like gail gail like hosted the most badass space camp because we had the idea to say like yo we should get people together to do a fucking overnight sleep a tramp job whatever you call that overnight, speak english overnight sleep uh, an overnight sleep tramp job what are you saying over trip over a psychedelic sleep away that's what i was trying to say i don't know why job got in there tramp i didn't say tramp. <laughs> <laughs> my oh. words just got jumbled definitely you're but hot you're high girl i'm contact high i haven't even smoked today no you're high on coffee this is this is low compared to fucking what you're on someone got me into the nitro bruise once a week i can handle it yeah i'm shot out of a cannon yeah totally Mm. totally that's fine but i just want to say like i'm incredibly grateful for all the people all the beautiful people we've come to know and it's so what's so rewarding about it is that like i'm overwhelmed by how many beautiful people i've become connected with and the community that's forming and how people are connecting within that community and it has nothing to do with us. It's like we're creating like this mycelial network. Mm-hmm. We're fostering. We're like, we're setting a container for a mycelial network for people to like love each other and know each other and connect in this time of separation. And this never would have happened if we hadn't had this time of be like, oh, what are we going to do? How are we going to make friends? Because we'd just be hanging out with people. And now there's like, you have to find, you have to carve your own path and find new pathways. Mm. And also it's like so satisfying because if you connect two people like two friends hanging out or a community of 10 people god that's like what more could you ask for like a community doesn't get better it's not like oh well this community will be good when there's like five thousand people in it no it's perfect oh it's perfect it's perfect everything is perfect 
and beautiful and like more than I think I could ever even ask or dream of you know we do like doing cute little art exchanges oh my god like we this if you don't know we have a patreon where you like you get in this discord which is discord's awesome community of people it's helping me get off instagram and twitter for sure yeah people share their art people share memes people say what's going on with them all this stuff and we facilitated an art exchange where people before christmas or new year or whatever sent like you know we kind of like a secret santa kind of vibe yeah everyone sent their address and you shuffled the addresses and sent them back out and everyone just sent a piece of art to each other yeah and seeing people receive this art and taking the time i'm like more of that i just want to help people make art because i want people to help me make art Mm -hmm. you know and doing that art exchange like sitting down and and painting something and i really hope it received gets received at the u.s postal service and everything is just like kind of makes you Mm, i know feel like oh is this ever gonna happen i received mine a beautiful song by a friend aj AJ. yeah amazing he wrote a song for me called true churches it's like embarrassingly good you know i was i I almost wish i wasn't like the inspiration behind it it's so good like uh yeah we'll have to play that we'll play that on church chill that'll be fun i loved it and michelle sent me a beautiful mushroom painting or picture it's so cool yeah very sweet yeah and we're just fucking now we're just getting all chummy well yeah it's uh the vibe is what we make of it in this life right the vibe is what we make of it and um i think we have a sense of what a good vibe could start to feel like Mm -hmm. and we just kind of seed this little thing but everyone else is the ones that really bring it to life yeah, that's why I feel like, yo, if you got a vibe you want to push out into the world, do it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. do it. Like, it's a rogue signal. Mm-hmm. You know, this, like, modest podcast we do, we just mostly talk to each other. Like, this is a road signal for other people to, like, be like, oh, that's kind of my vibe. I want to hang out with those guys. We're hanging out. Now we're yeah. hanging out. Now I'm feeling more connected. Now we're all kind of seeing the world similarly, especially in this time of, like, a little bit more isolation and separation. Yeah. I mean, like, that's all the Grateful Dead did. Right. They're just some cool guys that got together and wanted to make music that didn't exist and hit on a good vibe and just stuck to it. I love that you're comparing us to the Grateful Dead. But Fuck yeah. Definitely. But I think it's like, well, of course, that's what you strive for. You yeah, see what people the fuck? I'm a, this is my life. Like, th- yeah. of course, like, it, what makes them different? What, what makes any of us different, you know? So I... uh I, you know, I look at them and that inspires me. I'm like, they stuck with it. It was not always the most popular fucking thing. It is now, 55 years later, but it was not the most popular thing in the 60s and the early 70s. It was still like an obscure thing that people would kind of like roll their eyes about. And they just stuck with that vibe and added to it and added to it. And then the audience brought so much to the vibe and started just decorating it and bringing it, fractaling it out. And it's just this incredible enduring american piece of art that keeps growing somehow even after the some of the members are, have died it's totally. kind of crazy totally it's and, and that's the dream that's what alex and allison gray are doing with cosm they it started super modest they just had their studio and on, on a full moon however many years ago they were like let's have a little gathering and it was a few people and now you go to one of their full moon gatherings and there's hundreds of people there 
And until COVID, they didn't miss a full moon gathering. Like two, they did 200 in a row or something. I don't think like they that. have missed them. I think they're just virtual right now. Yeah, they're still doing them. But Alex and Allison Gray fucking took psychedelics when they were young. They took acid and they started to share a vision. And they just slowly but surely stuck with it. And now these motherfuckers are in their 60s and they have this amazing, thriving community that we're a part of around them and around their values, which are art is a religion. How fucking cool is that? They just stuck with that. So simple. So simple. So I like to think of us doing a similar thing in the vein of those people. Why not compare ourselves to who we consider the best of the best? Well, I mean, I think it's worth striving for, and I think for sure, and thinking also what we have subscribed to and try to remind ourselves is that like, music isn't the only art form. Painting is the only art form. How you live is an art form, mm-hmm. and I think that's yes. something that you turned me on to because you're like, yo, the films are awesome, and but I want my life to be the art. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we started getting into that energetically when we like expanded our relationship, and we're like, wait, why are we doing this? What is this? You know, like yeah. we're like. <laughs> Living such a psych when there's three people in a relationship, it's very psychedelic. Yeah. The way you have to show up and the way you can like interface with the world and the vibe that it creates. And then there's this thing that you're just kind of like, oh, this, this is our art, mm-hmm. you know, how we live, how we love, you know, yeah. and it's not limited. How you fill a room. Yeah. And it's not limited to us. It's, it's kind of, then it allows you to appreciate other people's art. Mm-hmm. And those who don't consider them artists, it's like how you cook is your art, how you, yeah. like how you fill a room. Exactly. How you fill a room. And then everyone becomes your artistic collaborator. Right. And we're all just kind of always tinkering with the vibe together. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a fun life. That's like figuring out how do we harmonize? Mm-hmm. How do we make this a little better? Instead of, instead of building stuff and buying stuff and destroying stuff and dominating people and exploiting them, like how do we just make this better? How do, how do we make our life fit like a glove? And th- th- that's what I want to continue to devote ourselves to. And the reason we even do this podcast is to remind ourselves of some of these things. We need to hear these things. We oh, need yeah. To I'm talking them. to myself more than uh, anyone. <laughs> totally. Totally. I don't even want to come off like we know anything. Hell no. I, I know we've had experiences. I know that. But uh, Are you experienced? <laughs> Have you ever been experienced? <laughs> if you could just get your mind together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to smoke this bowl. I kind of have to pee. I kind of do too. All right, why don't you go? I'll okay. smoke this bowl and hold some space, and then maybe we could talk about uh, smoking toad. Cool. After these messages, we'll be right back. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill.
now I'm the space holder. Vibe holder. Vibe tribe. Shake it off. Moving the energy. Showing up. New moment. New moment. Here we are again. Hanging out. Loving life. Being loving awareness. Clearing it out. Breathing deep. Sending loving breaths and attention to your toes and your fingertips. Those knees, they get you so far. Man, nothing makes me feel more appreciative of my body than spending time, well, when my grandparents were alive, spending time with my grandparents. I was like, yo, I can run. I can do these things that I'm not always going to be able to do. And you just got to like want to love your older version of yourself and do favors for yourself now because we do get older. One day I'm going to use that to save money and all that inspiration. Anyway, I'm just talking shit Cool. by myself. Yeah, I think that's a good practice. (laughs) (laughs) Whether we leave it in there or not. Oh, we're leaving it in there. No. (laughs) I need to know what you said. Nothing that good. (laughs) Cool. We're still here. We're holding it down. Back at it. We ain't going fucking nowhere. No, man. We We may have been gone for a little, but we're still holding it down in Mm. our own way. Been here before. Been here forever. Mm-hmm. Very a podcast <laughs> coming at you, Sean and Cass. We love it. Psychedelic warriors. Psychedelic warriors from back in the day. Oh my God! Yeah, we did. Um, we did a uh, what do you call that? The winter solstice. We had a winter solstice experience. Yeah, yeah. I wish I knew more about astrology. There was a lot going on that day, December twenty first. Yeah, we shifted from. Like 200, 300 years of being in the earth sign to being in an air sign. Mm. So it's a big shift. I'm kind of like a little nervous. I'm like acclimating to it still. And I'm like as an earth sign myself and not having as much air in my chart. I'm like, am I going to be okay here? Yeah. Is the rest of my life going to be cool? Like, I'm not sure. (laughs) Balance is the name of the game. It'll find you. Even if you're not looking for it, balance will find you. Totally. So did you want to tell... Do you want to share a little bit about our most recent experience? Yeah, it's crazy for for months. Like, I, of course, we know about like winter solstice, but I feel like a lot of people that we respect have been like warning us, like December twenty first, big energy shift, big things are going to happen, an earthquake, apocalypse, like all these things. You're oh like, yeah, I what forgot the about fuck? that. Fires. Yeah, fires. This and that. <clears throat> so of course, we went and smoked toad that day. <laughs> which I think was a good idea. That was our third time smoking toad. We were due for it. We were, we were due for it probably for a little bit. Yeah. It had been over a year and a half, maybe two years or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually about a year is when I start like feeling like, Ooh, I need that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, we went and melted our faces off, I guess. I, I like, it's, it's so hard to describe, but toad, uh, for people that don't know, toad is uh five M E O D M T. You get it off a Sonoran desert toad. You squeeze a little bit of the venom onto the glass. Glass dries up, or the, the venom dries up. Scrape it with a razor. Put it in um, a DMT pipe, which is a lot like a crack pipe. You just don't call it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you torch it and smoke a few hits. And uh, the experience lasts like, what, 10 minutes? 
if that. 20. Depends 20. on how much you take, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty far out. Probably the most potent chemical we've ever come across. The most potent psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, the, like for sure. The fucking craziest one. Kind of by far. I don't know. It's just like really... Uh, even the other type of DMT, which people talk about a lot, NNDMT, isn't... It, it might be more visual, but it's not nearly as um, rebirthing as this experience. Yeah, you kind of have to, like, let go of your reality, but you kind of just, like, visit another world. This is, like, your world is... Uh, you get a new lens on your world mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's hard to speak to. Why do we do it? I honestly didn't know this last time, like, why I was doing it. It was more yeah. like we were invited uh-huh. to do it. Um, yeah, and with it felt a friend like, of ours. like, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the most sacred, beautiful experience I've ever had every time. I mean, I've, I've gone through, obviously, moments of intense grief and pain <clears> within <throat> the experience, but ultimately it's the most beautiful healing experience I've ever had. So it's like when that's offered to you, you don't really say, like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, like, when I the toad finds you, you fucking listen. Like, I don't, I, f- I feel like we made a decision early on that we're never going to be those people who are like, oh, no, I've taken enough acid. Like, I'm on the other side of my spiritual journey. I'm just going to, like, chill here on this level. Like, you almost got to be, like, willing to give it up over yeah. and over again. Yeah, the acid helps you do that. Yeah, and, and also. The acid does not equal spirituality by a long shot. But if you're using it as a sacrament and you're using it to remind yourself and to strip away layers. It can increase awareness. And what you do with that increased awareness is up to you. Mm -hmm. And that's why integration and all that sort of stuff is important. That's why, you know, Ramdas and different sages are like, God, the best companions on the path. Mm Because they tell you that there is a path. You know? (laughs) You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You're on a path. Just Mm -hmm. chill. (laughs) Um, No, so the first time we smoked it, God, we needed that so bad. We were just fucking messes of people. We knew why we needed it at that time. Yeah. It was just like, just stresses and just not operating in a place that we wanted to be. Just kind of confused and lost and whatever. On the other side of that, I had like a newfound relationship with the world Mm -hmm. that has like kind of stuck with me. The woman who served us, she kind of says like, you do it and you kind of like become it. You kind of become the toad a little bit. It like is a part of you. You are the medicine. You become the medicine. You are the medicine. And I definitely felt that second time we did it, uh, continuing to get over a breakup. It was a cord cutting ceremony. Yeah. I experienced a lot of grief. That shit worked. Mm-hmm. Felt mm-hmm. really fucking, felt the pain of another person, like amplified. And, and like, that was kind of a beautiful experience because I could like mourn and grieve and apologize in my own way. Oh, it's a foundation for compassion. Yeah. And like uh, when you can feel what someone else went through or is going through. Right. So it was a lot. And then, well, the first time I did it too, it's like, it reminds me that the best way I could describe it to people who haven't done toad, but I've done a lot of acid is like the peak of an acid trip where you kind of like look around and you're like, this is it. Like I'm in the oneness. Like this is the oneness. Like, I don't know where there is to go from here, but like, this is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is what it's like when you die. I don't know if this is like before you, I don't know what this is, but like, yeah, here we are. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. And I just remember the first time like getting out of that space and just grief and just like crying, like just being so like, I'm so sorry to the universe. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry that I've forgotten. 
like the divine nature, my divine connection, that everything's a reflection, that that this is a house of mirrors, you know? Like I'm, I'm so sorry for every person I've ever gotten mad at. I'm so sorry for every person I've convinced has wronged me. I'm so sorry for every act of um, harshness or pain that I've ever caused anyone. Just like being like, I didn't know. I like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Like I didn't know the implications. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, forgive me. It's like somehow you were asleep. Yeah. So it just like woke me up and I just like, I felt bad for every leaf I had picked. I just was like, (laughs) 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 you know, like not in a way that's like ridiculous or like, I can't like keep my shit, but just kind of like feeling it It more intensely. And then this last time, do you mind me sharing all this? Kind of just, I love you sharing all of this. This last time I felt like I didn't really know what I was doing. I just know that this is a beautiful experience that I would never deny and that I can show up for. And it just told me, I think something that I had heard before, but I heard it so loud and clear that like our job here as people, maybe it's, maybe it was a direct message to me. Maybe it's not everyone's job, but like the job that other people have and that I have, or that the way my lens on the world because I've been I've been told a little about my astrology that it's like my priorities in life are very relational, like how we relate to each other, my relationships with other people. So I'm not saying this is a universal learning, but for me, it was kind of like, oh, we're here to let each other know it's okay. Like all we can do is sing our song and all you can do is have a sweet song. And all you need to do in each moment is kind of just soothe those that you love and remind them like we're cool like it's cool like yeah being a human's really fucking confusing none of us know why we're here we don't know where we're going anyone who purports to doesn't know i believe <laughs> <laughs> you know i i can feel like yeah it doesn't end like i can feel that in my bones but you just I, you really as a human this incarnation like there's like a deeper knowing but it's not a specific knowing and that, you know, the beautiful music that we heard during it, it was just, it, it soothed my soul so much. And hearing you sigh or our friends sigh, just hearing sighs of just like, it's like we feel each other and we show up for each other and we remind each other like, it's cool. Like, you're cool. I love you. And that, like, all that I could do, like, in that pinnacle of the moment of that experience where you're faced with, like, I don't know if I'm... Because you lose a sense of yourself. You're like, fuck, am I going to be here forever? Like, did I smoke something, kill myself, and now I'm, like, stuck in this perpetual whatever? And you, like, have to deal with it. And you're like, how am I going to be in this world? And I had done enough work to know, like, I can fight this. I can resist this. But, like, you don't win against Toad. No. <laughs> like no. you can't outthink your way out of toad. So nope. it's like you kind of just have to bow down. There is no holding on. You know, a lot of times like people are like, what's your advice? I'm about to take ayahuasca or smoke this or do that. And we're always like, let go. With toad, there's no choice. If you breathe that thing in, you already let go. Like you have, <laughs> you, you're going. <laughs> yeah, that's where the only mantras I had that went over and over and that got me through the experience are like, thank you. I love you. Mm -hmm. like there's nothing else to say thank you i love you i'm sorry please forgive me 
Yeah, that that's like uh, an ayahuasca song mm-hmm. and chant and way of being. So yeah, that that was. I mean, it was awesome. I'm glad we did it. I feel like I like have to like learn the lessons harder on the other side. You know, there's some things that in the last couple of days that have come, and I'm like, like yeah, you're not Smoke- you're not on the other side of this shit. <laughs> Smoking the toad's almost the easy part. Yeah, right. It, it's the aftermath because mm-hmm. because the the first time, like like you're saying, the, the first time it was so profound. And life-changing that basically I just spent like the next four months like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry like literally sorry. apologizing to people you had harmed or hurt or apologizing offended. to people that had offended me yeah because I am them and I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry just I'm sorry mm-hmm. you know it, it felt like I went through a 12-step program like I really was able to um, uh, approach my life from a new angle I was like given permission from this toad to start over a little bit right and to do some things that my previous story wouldn't have allowed me to do right reaching out to my first fucking agent who fucked me my first commercial agent Mm -hmm. who fucked me and tried to fuck my life up at at a tribeca film festival and like reaching out to her and being like i'm sorry that was like a crazy part of my life I'm, i'm i'm sorry if i was like too protective or whatever and like like, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I was doing, but I felt like I just needed to take responsibility, take for responsibility your side of for, for my karma. And it was a really good thing. And the second time, like you were saying, that was a cord cutting ceremony, which absolutely worked. <clears throat> and cord cutting isn't, uh, it's not about spite or fuck her or anything like that. It's actually the opposite. It's, let's restore her, her power. Let's restore us, our power. And let's go up to the highest vibration we can to to untangle this fucking mess right <laughs> so uh, breakups are the worst man they are and we've been through them <laughs> um but this time yeah like you're saying this this like kind of got put on the calendar and we knew maybe a month ahead of time and as each day crept closer i kept like anticipating i'm gonna start getting really nervous Right. Because that's what happened the past the other times, like to to the point where it was driving me insane. I couldn't understand why we would we even do this because the toad, more than any of these medicines, gets a hold of you. The second it gets offered to you, it has a hold of you. Right. And it starts doing its work. And uh, since you are the medicine and since 5-MeO DMT is endogenous, it's produced in our body and it gets released when we're born and when we die. It Even the suggestion of it, I think does get that flowing in you and it does get the process started. The, the process and the dreams, <laughs> and, and, the dreams and, and, and it's a process of getting uh, the courageousness to actually do it because it's insane. It's like jumping out of a plane. It's like that's, jumping out of a plane. That's how I thought of it. Mm-hmm. And you've told me things like, like we've literally jumped out of a plane together because I made you do that with me. Yeah. And on the way up, you're like, hey, Cass, don't worry. It's like I'm shaking in my boots. You're like, fuck. <laughs> and you're like, Cass, it's not time to get nervous yet. Like, get nervous when you're, like, yet. actually jumping out. Just keep putting off the worry. Just yeah. put it off. Like, get worried when when you're jumping out. And then you, when, as you're jumping out, you're not worried. Yeah. But this is like, this would be like skydiving if you weren't sure there was if a the parachute. parachute. <laughs> 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 yeah. So... We, we go into it. It was really great. Like we, we like showed up up there and we thought we were going to do it the next day. But I was like, you know, you get there and you're like, I'm prepared for this right now. I don't want to battle my thoughts tonight about what this could be because I hadn't ever really gotten nervous. And I was wondering why I'm like, why am I not nervous about this? But we just had a chilled out evening. 
the few beautiful ladies. It was just like I couldn't have been surrounded by more beauty. It was just crazy. Everyone was so loving and grateful and just speaking from the heart. And uh, we did like a connected little little group session. Only three of us smoked it together, but there was a few people there. And we all just shared our reflections about this year and prayers for moving forward, mm. setting intentions. And um, then it was time to do it. And you and I, like before we went in the room to do it, like took each other aside and we're like we're like okay let's send out some prayers we gotta pray for caitlin we're gonna i mean we mentioned all these beautiful beings in our life and we're so grateful for all the love and let's pray for you know financial success let's pray for the movies, uh, the, the movies that these movies get made that we can help people that we can grow this community that we have great sex that we you know like all these things yeah you smoke this shit <laughs> Yeah. Movies, movies, sex, yeah. community, you're people. Like, what? You're like, no. <laughs> you're like, I love you. Thank you. I love you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I yeah, love you. exactly. Thank you. Please it's forgive very me. Very simple. Sorry. Sorry. I love you. Sorry. Sorry. Please so forgive sorry. me. Thank you. I love yeah. you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 No, it's so funny because you like it. I mean, I think doing those intentions is important and having that conversation and like doing that work because oh, the work yeah. the, the the prayers do come true. They but get answered. They, they are. They were answered as we were speaking them. And it's, that's when all this stuff becomes very magical and mystical to me. Right. When, when you start feeling that, because, um, my analytic mind doesn't really want to go there. It doesn't, it doesn't understand really how that's, how this stuff is possible and how your prayers can be answered and how cords could be cut in ceremonies. And like, uh, my analytic mind doesn't want to go there. So I, I have to, I have to embrace this other side of me. I have to embrace this the more, more divine feminine. Right. And I, and I did that and I went in and I was like, you know, I could see you were nervous. So I volunteered to smoke it first. Yeah. I was like, I was like, like I'm it, not it, smoking it first. We were all going to do it at the same time, but like somebody was going to have to like, like literally we, we had to pass it around a little bit. No, it was like the option, like you can light it yourself. And I was like, I need help. Like I yeah. need help. We're like, we need to be served. Um, and then she was like, okay, I'm going to give it to you first Cass. And you just got this look in your eye like, oh, and I was like, I'll do it first. Cause you know, you also know I prefer to do it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't want to, like, I don't want to even have to witness anyone else doing it or potential freakouts or anything. I just want to do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I smoked it and I was just sitting like this. I just like sat Lotus. You're such a Buddha boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never got nervous. Yeah. That's cool. I welcomed it in and, um, it just took me to the gates of heaven just feeling so present so compassionate and so connected um, so filled with life and filled with this medicine and thanking the toad but also knowing it's me Mm -hmm. that I am the medicine and that that this resides inside me and it's on tap all the time and this experience and this ceremony allows me to get to that place but it's but it's there and uh, I wasn't nervous and it was very loving <clears throat> I wasn't really thinking about anyone or anything in particular I was just enjoying I had my eyes closed but I was just like enjoying this radiant beauty that was coming off uh, you three women that were in there and everyone was just like starting to make music a little bit and move around and it was very special and I, I think that that conversation that we that we have like where we're all of a sudden, oh my god I'm sorry thank you you know please forgive me it's like we, we can call that God. We can call it a lot of things, but it's us. We're just praying to us. We're, we're praying to the us before we were born and the us after we die. The, 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 
the the being above it all that that chose to take form it's mm-hmm. like we're, we're back with that thing and and we're saying i know i'm flawed i know i know i'm human i know i've made mistakes i know i'm going to make mistakes but while i'm in this direct contact with you me sorry <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's, I mean, it feels like the prayers get answered the more you harmonize, you know, that part of the prayers getting answered, all the prayers that we have have to do with like our ability to harmonize and the harmony that you can attain is really foundational. Mm. You know, it's not, I'll be nice to this person if they do this, or I'll, uh, if only this happened, then I'll be happy. It's like, no, it's this moment. It tunes you to that. It tunes you to live in accordance with your heart, which is just concerned about presence. And I I came out of that saying, I want to be more presentable. I want to be more present and able. I want to be more patient. And like that, we're challenged with it. Homeboy needs to move in. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got a lot of needs. And we're here for it. You know, we're here for each other. But uh, it was a fucking tremendous experience um i think we're still living in it it's, it's a little hard to it's, it's very hard to speak to what that experience is mm-hmm. we can speak more to the people that we're becoming but we're in the midst of becoming them and i feel us and felt us leaving some bullshit behind because what an opportunity to do so right yeah to go back to the place that you were before you were born the place where you are before you're born to go back to that place and like like have a float tank type experience there it's i mean i the only samadhi is a thing mm-hmm. and if that's not samadhi i i mean I'm, i would love to touch it but uh that's the closest thing i've ever experienced and if it's not samadhi it needs its own name it's it, it, it's pure joy and, and acceptance and oneness uh, and fear because you're like wait 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 what is this you know what i mean you're you can't help but there's part of you that's like trying to make sense yeah. of what's going on and like wait why did i do this again what was i thinking yeah i need i like there's that's the first thought that comes up is like what have i done <laughs> as many times as you do it you're like it shifts your consciousness so much that you're like what have i done yeah yeah but See, I, I feel tuned. I come out of there kind of like, kind of like ayahuasca. It's so quick you wouldn't think it could do this. Mm-hmm. But I come out of there like, like a, like a newly tuned guitar, like, perfect, awesome, ready. Let's go shred. Yeah, and then when you hit a hard note, like shortly after, it feels like this is the integration. Like we've had some moments in the last couple of days where we've hit like bad notes together, and it's yeah. like we're like, oh, we're gonna jump to the depths of hell like faster than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're going to pop out. Faster than ever. Pa- faster than ever. Like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, you know, psychedelics are, psychedelics are cool. They're not the be all end all. They're not, um, they're not everything. They, uh, like I was saying before, they do not equal spirituality. A lot of people, I think, uh, can abuse these things and use that as the excuse. And a lot of people who do these things are like people who have nothing have nothing to lose you know what i mean they might be on the edge of precarity as it is and that's why like it it also also might reflect with people kind of like losing their mind and it's like the people who are doing this work for the most part are people who like were willing to lose their mind because they were already living on the edge mm-hmm. i just think that's important to keep in mind as far as whether or not you'll lose your mind is like 
are you grounded? Be willing to. You got to go into these experiences willing to lose your mind and willing to start over. And, and that's why it's wonderful for people who have like hit an edge where they're like, yo, antidepressants aren't for me. This isn't for me. I'm lost. I can't like find my way. I'm I'm trapped. That's why it's like great for anxiety because you like realize your anxiety is like, I got fucking existential dread. I'm not going to deal with whether I'm not worried about this fucking <laughs> thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> your anxiety it's like you trade the little anxieties for like one big anxiety and you decide hey it's not that cool to feel anxious about this so i'm just not going to mm -hmm. you start to make better choices for yourself like that that's just a small example right but you, you know it, it raises your level of awareness albeit temporarily in a way that uh, that you could so clearly see the world that you can take that with you yeah and and that's for that's for most psychedelics if you take enough of them yeah, I think, honestly, what I think it's done for us is, like, kept us on the path that we were probably always going to be on of, like, oh, we get to carve our own path. Like, we get to, instead of parenting some kid, we can parent each other, parent ourselves, and parent, at times, our friends. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't want to have that, like, oh, I'm your parent relationship with people, because, like, it's just roles, and it's just illusions, and it's all bullshit, and whatever. We're but, all each other's parents all the fucking time. We're all, like you're saying, it's a house of mirrors. Yeah, so it's like, you get to, like, play in that space, and you have a little more spaciousness to do that play, and mm -hmm. do that work, because you have more time, you know? You have a, a, a capacity to go to a deeper levels of your relationship with people who... Like, I'm not caring for a little thing right now. I like, thank God, thank God for me, but thank, mad and, and, respect and for people who do respect. bring people into this world and want them to become loving agents of change. That's cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Mad, mad, mad respect. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Thank you for doing what you do. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I do. I believe that. Thank you for doing what you do. Raising these little fuckers. Just smoke one. Smoke one. Smoke one for this. Get smoked like this blunt. New bowl. Treated ourselves. Yeah. You were like, I got us a Christmas gift. I was like, awesome. Yeah. It's made locally here in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's good, right? Weed and coffee. Well, I was just on coffee. Now I'm on weed and coffee. And it's like, oh, there's it's maybe good. a little more balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, life brings you balance. That that's the funny thing about this um past couple weeks where we've had to be really patient and compassionate and almost sacrifice our own narrative to help someone else through a tough time. It comes on the heels of like and and in the midst of us living like the highest we haven't even talked about a lot of this stuff and i don't even want to get into it but like living the highest life we've ever fucking lived like to the point where it's like we're having an inappropriate amount of good time like what the fuck is this even possible is this real and the, the don't jinx it no well i mean you just if you're aware of it and aware like this is very high you're going to be aware of the balance coming in and oh, you're not yeah. going to feel bad for yourself when it does. Yeah. No, there is that kind of like, all right, I'm going to enjoy the good time because I know what follows this shit. <laughs> it's not even necessarily what follows it. There will be balance though. There, there just, there is, Yeah. there is. And embracing that I think is kind of one of the essences of, of life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, embracing that that the universe is is dishing out balance constantly. <laughs> it's kind of the only thing it's fucking concerned with. It it really feels like <laughs> it, and that's where like that's cosmic love. It's indifferent to our feelings about it and our personal little stories. Yeah, but if you lean into that, you're like, oh, there's like a temporary nature to the good stuff and the bad stuff. So it just allows you to kind of like lift your feet and float downstream. You know, that's what it feels like we've been doing. That's what it feels like. Like. uh like we were built for 2020 like it's like finally we get to show off how amphibious we are and (laughs) we can just float down and this is what was meant to happen this year days are gonna fucking feel like weeks weeks are gonna feel like months it's all everything's all compressed and time warped and you're not seeing people the way you used to you're not going to work the way you used to things just got fucking totally reversed Mm -hmm. and we're like we can handle this yeah i mean we were this was meant for us like i really feel for our friends who like are more social beings like who really feed off the energy and the party energy and the vibe and stuff yeah yeah shout out to everyone for making it through this year right on. if you did if you're dead and you're hearing this uh, tell your friends. You save know, us we a don't, spot. Yeah, save us a spot. Tell your friends. Like, I don't know. Uh, we don't have a lot of dead people listen, as far as I know. They barely ever write to us. They're probably not listening. <laughs> they're Oh, they're listening. I mean, probably not listening through, like, uh, they're probably listening right now. Oh, they're not, like, on SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever. No, they're just, like, here with us. Mm, for sure. Because that kind of feels like what life is, is, like, this, um, like, this offering to like the part of us that's bigger than us like the downloading of experience by having experiences and showing up but also like living for those who can't smoking one for the homies you know oh totally yeah losing my sister really brought that into full focus for me and it was one of the many gifts of of losing someone so close to me so young um that might have been a little bit fueled by some nonsense but i felt like I got to live what she couldn't do. I got to do that. Like she never got to travel. Let me fucking travel. Let me, she's with me now. You know, I got to do some things. Let's do some things. Let's, let's make art. Mm -hmm. That's when I started making art instead of uh, just business. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it does. It feels like, uh, like in service to that, to that being the other, Mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. I mean, it really feels like what's not in service to the other or our future selves is like worrying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause then if you worry now, you're going to worry later. And then you kind of just like, like you get on these paths and like, what path do you want to be on? Like the one of more resistance, or the one of least resistance. Like, do you want to be a port in the storm for people who are having a hard time? Or do you, do you want to be the storm? Do you want to be the storm? And honestly, we at all at times are the storm and we're all at times the port. And we kind of like the balance of going back and forth between those. But when you're yeah. the port, you want to be the best port you can. When you're the storm, yeah, be the fucking hardest storm you can. <laughs> right, Sean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> storms, storms don't even compare to what we can throw oh, around in this house. Freak storm coming. Freak storm come. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're also at 90 episodes of our radio show, Church of Chill. I love that fucking thing. I love it more than ever. It's chugging along. The vibes are so tight. High and tight. Yeah, because music is medicine, and I love listening to it with you, and I love being taken on a journey because 
you know, when I'm just like trying to like think of songs to by myself, it's like it's just not the ride. You like you put a container around this like immaculate vibration and I really appreciate it. I'm just thinking about it all the time. I'm not doing anything. I've just tuned my ear to what works. Well, whatever works for you works for me. We've so had, thanks think, a lot. I think we've had so many people come over here and I've been responsible for the vibe in here for so long that it's almost like a stand up comedian working with audiences, like seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Yeah, where people like like if someone starts playing music and I'm like tight, I'm like Yeah, man. Like I can't hide it. I, I can't know. hide when I'm like it get tight because of I the music know. that's being played. I, I think know. that also has to do with astrological play- placements. I once saw some meme that's like whatever I am, they were like, just whatever you do, don't hand over the auxiliary cord. <laughs> like as long as she has the auxiliary cord and I feel like you're such an extension of me that like, if you have the auxiliary cord, I have the auxiliary cord and I can be Zen. And that's why like, <laughs> look, there's people who like can enter other people's vibe. And then there's people who are like, yo, I'm so fucking sorry, but I have to hold the vibe and I will try to hold the vibe the best I can. It's not even holding the vibe. It's just adding to it. Well, the, yeah, the people I mean. are the vibe. It's just like, Let's just make it sound a little bit better in here. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I think I wouldn't do good at Burning Man. But maybe that's like the next echelon is like surrendering to like music and different vibes and different ways of living. Like maybe I'll become a more outgoing extroverted person in this lifetime. Our first mushroom trip, that girl gave us mushrooms that we didn't even know. And we're over here and she starts playing her L.A. fucking freak dance music, which is just the total opposite of anything we'd ever put on in here. And I did not surrender to it. I did not know a thing about surrendering. Like, I was like, oh my God. I just started rolling joints like, fuck, I can't handle this. Jesus, like having a good time, just like flowing. I'm like, fuck. It's so funny because like when I, because I've felt people be tight around whatever we're playing. And like, it's so like, oh shit, you're being tight. Oh, that fuck. I can't, I can't handle that. So like the last thing I want to do is be tight around someone else. So like, yeah. No, it's kind of, I'm it's all so funny. like a comedian wants to play on those things. Sometimes I like to. Oh, like making people uncomfortable. Yeah. There's certain people, certain situations where you're like, I'm going to put on something right now that can't and shouldn't be ignored. Or the like month where you're like, we're going to listen to nothing but Zappa. And I'm like, all right, buckle up. But that month is starting again. I know. So you better start liking it. Get ready. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I do yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, Church of Chill has been amazing. We played Zap on the last episode. We had Daniel and Peach over here. It was fucking groovy. Some acid was flowing. I know. Some joints. It's just a good vibe. And we're gonna start putting um, like these on there. We're gonna do, we're gonna do little afterglow episodes. Oh, we're committing to this now. Well, I'm just saying it out loud. Fuck it. Why not? I like it. Like from time to time, if you're if you're. Uh, cool enough to join our patreon and pay whatever you could pay a dollar you could pay 10 you could pay two whatever right now you get access to the discord and our wonderful community and you get um these radio shows church of chill but i think soon we'll be adding a little afterglow shows like in the post in in the post afterglow of church of chill we always sit there talking about what what episode or what what song really resonated or where we went during the song or like yeah so what you were thinking putting songs together yeah so we'll put that on so nerdy but whatever we love it and then we'll do things like like uh like this will be on youtube but then there'll be like an extension to this like a little afterglow of this every now and then we'll put up there Another commitment. I'm into it. It's not even another commitment. It's the same thing. It's just like, hey, every now and... Basically, there's just going to be dope stuff flowing on there. We do smoke sessions where we get together with people on Zoom. 
that's been so fucking fun. It just feels like what's happening is like you're just you everyone like is expanding what they can offer. Yeah. And like the, your capacity to hold things. Yeah. You know, and 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 show up again and you know, we it's so funny cuz we did record our best podcast ever last week. I know. Like literally the most beautiful, most beautiful words. Like I was just like, the holy flow. shit, we're in, we're in new territory. Yeah. It was cinematic. Like, hello, millions of people. You're going to love this. Yeah. Which I, you know what I we mean? We got ahead of ourselves. I definitely did. Cause I thought it was so cool. And then the person we did it with was like, no go. Well, cause sometimes the stuff we talk about is like a little too sensitive. We're taboo. raw. We're raw. I don't, I can't even think of what would be taboo for us to talk There's about. There's like literally just like legit stuff that's like not legal and stuff like that. Well, you that, know? yeah. That, you know what that's I mean? You start playing in that territory yeah. and you're just like, all right, let's protect everyone involved. So yeah, we had to protect this person. Yeah, no, but it's all good. Cause I'm like, it shows me that there's so much potential, um, of what like what can be done and where we can take this and i'm actually like even though like thanks if you listen to us and you haven't seen us for a couple weeks but uh bearing with us and showing up again because sometimes when people don't put out a podcast you're like oh for i forgot about them fuck them whatever (laughs) you know because there is the reliability thing that's fine we want to weed those people out anyway but anyway my whole point is i just uh here we are pretty blazed i'm a little caffeine (laughs) i also want to say that like I know I just like said something kind of like I don't like when other people play music, but it's so not true. Like when someone turns me on to music, I appreciate it so much. When I listen to other people play music, it le- literally and legitimately is my like favorite thing in the entire world. Me too. So I just want to like just How do you think I feel? When someone's turning me on Correct course on what I'm energetically trying to say about that. When someone's turning me on to music, I'm like I'm falling in love with you. You realize like you've seen it. You see what happens. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very like, okay. Cause, cause it's, you're like decorating a river of time that like can't be, there's something so potent about music. Cause you can't see it. You just like, it, you're in it. Like, like in water, you're in, you're in and, it. And it's yeah. just flowing. It's just going past. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a new beat and a new moment, a new moment. And you're just like, oh, all this stuff that I'm holding is like, it's kind of like when you go running. Sometimes I go running and I can literally feel my thoughts like being taken by the wind. Mm-hmm. And if you can kind of like do that and a meditative surrender into the music, yeah, it can be quite the ride. Ooh, especially with a little cannabis. Of course. Or of whatever course. else. Of course, that that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Cool. This was fun. Cool. Yeah, it, felt, it feels like a good end of the year. A little wrap up. Yeah, a little wrap up. I don't know. Time just flew by, so. Yeah. I think we were here. Yeah, I was definitely here. I felt very presentable, present cool. and able. Cool. Yeah. And uh yeah, um please consider joining our church. Patreon.com slash church of chill. Yeah. Coolest church I know of. Yeah. It's very uh no rules. No rules. Low pressure. Mm-hmm. You are, you, whatever you bring to it is it part is of what, what we it make is. It. it is what we make it of is. it. It's like space camp. Like y'all, we're all here. You could look at us like we're in charge of the vibe. It is what we make it. Totally right. It don't is. look at us. Yeah, don't look we'll at us. We'll do our part, but you yeah. got to do yours too. We're if you a reminder. Want we're just yeah. a reminder of the vibe, but we can all decorate it together. Yeah, no, that's, that's, the, that's the thing I love about it the most. We're going to build a pyramid at space camp next year. Yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah. Me and Joey are going to lead that project and we're going to build a pyramid. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Hey, can I also mention that like we got 
cool t-shirts designed Ooh, yeah and that's what i'm gonna be spending january doing is like figuring out how to get them printed and shit if you're interested in a church of chill t-shirt which i can say as someone who wears dope shirts all the time me too does not disappoint it is like above and beyond we worked with the dopest artist we'll we'll put it all out there but if you want a church of chill shirt let us know we're not gonna have many of them because we don't have that much money. To I honestly don't know how to do the sizing either. So I'm just going to like look up what proportions you should do for sizing. Yeah. If you're somebody who wants one of these Church of Chill shirts, uh, let us know and let us know what size. And yeah. we'll get back to you. You'll be on the list. Um, I'll make sure your size is saved. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you, Cassie. You're beautiful. Thanks, I love Sean. you. You're my angel. Another great year together. We keep doing this. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Please forgive me. Miss Mary Mac, Mac, <laughs> Mac, all dressed in black, 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 with silver buttons, buttons, buttons. Mm, that's good. All down her back, back, back. That was fun. Thank you so much. I love you.